Hello, this is Colin Baker, and you are listening to the GBS Podcast. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Welcome, welcome, everyone this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And we are coming at you with the episode all around Chicago TARDIS. We just got back. And Sean's back on the show this week. Yay! I made it. Yeah, he is alive. <laughs> so, before we get into talking about the convention, I just wanted to talk to you about your holiday, Sean. How'd it go? It was really good. Uh, of course, you know, drove back home from Chicago TARDIS and got home and immediately went somewhere else for another Thanksgiving dinner and then got went home and I think I slept for like 12 hours. So, Yeah, it was a long weekend, that's for sure. We did a lot of driving. You more than me. Sean actually drove, what was it, 16 hours round trip? Oh, man, it was about 17 because the drive itself was like seven and a half, but on my way back, I got stuck in so much traffic, it took me like ten and a half to get back. Holy cow. Yeah, so they, it, that just tells you exactly our love for Doctor Who. That's that's it right there. Yeah, that was insane. We had a great time, obviously. It was super fun. We actually recorded at the uh, at the convention, so we're going to play that for you later in the episode. But now that we're back, we had another day after that. Sean, just in a, like one sentence, can you tell me your, about your experience at Chicago TARDIS? It was amazingly awesome. I, I, I absolutely agree. It was a great time. So much love for Doctor Who all around. It's not just Modern Who either, Classic Who as well. So it was really cool. I got a lot of cool things there as well. You know, memorabilia. I know you got some things as well. What did you end up leaving the convention with? Well, of course, I got my autographs from the three doctors and uh, Nicholas Briggs. So I got those. So how really many great. doctors is that now? Like four or five for you? Uh, that would be four doctors. That would be, uh, let's see, three, four, seven autographs total. Holy cow. Yeah, so you, I know I've got, I got Nicholas Briggs, which... Boy, do we have a story about him. Uh, <laughs> I got Arthur Darvel. I've got... Who else do I have? I you, didn't I... get, you didn't get... You didn't yeah. get Alice Kingston. No, I didn't, which you, you know, lord that over me. Every day. <laughs> I know you've got Billy Piper I... as well, right? Yep, I call him in the mornings, every morning, and just to wake him up and go, Hey, I still have Alex Kingston's autograph, please. <laughs> yep, that happens. Uh, <laughs> I know some of the things I left the convention with. I got a really cool poster. Yeah, like you did. Doc- that was really awesome. Yeah, it was a Doctor Who like comic poster that has 
<clears throat> the 11th and 10th Doctor on it. Yeah, you'll have to post that on the on the Facebook yeah, page. I'll yeah, I'll definitely do that. I got. Tell me, what did I, what did I get that you wanted? Wish you would have gotten or saw first. Uh, Sean <laughs> Sean got a fourth Doctor pop, but it was the palette swap. It was a Barnes and Noble exclusive that I didn't even know existed. Twelve bucks. He bought it. Yeah, bought it for twelve dollars, and then I went to the guy right after he bought it to buy one from him as well, and Sean got the last one. Right, I did. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a little discouraging. You know, early bird gets the worm, I guess. <laughs> uh, there was a really awesome dance party that we we will talk about later in the show. That I won a little raffle and I got a 11th Doctor plush, which that was yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I you always think have the... luck with that crap, though, man. Like, I don't know what it is about you and raffles, but you you, <laughs> you have luck with raffles. Like, play the lottery, dude. <laughs> I probably should, but it, it's it's minor stuff. It's never anything important. Yeah. I got probably the coolest thing I got at the convention, excluding the I you know I had a Dalek pop and I had Nicholas Briggs sign that. So I have two pops now signed by actors who the pops represent. That being, you know, the Doctor Who one is, of course, the Dalek. And then I have a Power Ranger one that's signed by the Ranger. So that has nothing to do with Doctor Who. But it's still part – I'm slowly going to get every pop I have signed as long as the person is still alive, of course. I know, right? I'm looking at mine right now going, man, I got to get – I have to get another – Rory, have you got another Arthur Darvall because I came out with a pop after the fact. Yeah. I have to get the 12th Doctor. Actually, I have two of those. Um, uh, I, have yeah, a, I have like two or three of those yeah, as well. I have two more. Uh, no, no, I only have one more. I have one more 11th, and then I have... No, I have two more 11s, and then I have two 10s. I still have to get... I didn't get John Barman last year, so I have to get mm-hmm. John. And I'll never get Eccleston. That, that'll just stay like that. Yeah. The but uh, as I was saying, the, the I think the coolest thing I got from the convention was uh, Christopher Jones. You know, he's an artist who's done stuff for the Doctor Who comic books. He's done stuff for Young Justice, a lot of you know, a lot of work. And he has a he had a print where it was a you know hand drawn picture of the three actors who have played the first Doctor. You know, the, it wasn't just William Hartnell. You know, we have David Bradley this year. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I can't remember the actor's name, and I feel so bad right now. I want to say Richard something. Richard something. I got that on a print, and he signed it in the corner, of course. And it was only 10 bucks, and it is so cool. Like, you don't yeah, normally awesome. stuff – I mean, one of, the, one of the cons, I guess, about cons is that uh. – Yeah. Is that things tend to be expensive – and the, wasn't this one, really this girl. Yeah, this one wasn't really. The vendors were the prices were were pretty good. Like so. that uh that pixel art photograph that I got of the twelfth uh, Doctor's TARDIS uh, mm-hmm. inside the TARDIS with a uh, Nardal and Bill. Uh, that was like twelve bucks. Like it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was it was very very affordable, which was great. The you know, we alluded to it earlier. We you know we did a lot of things at the convention. We went to panels. We went. We talked to fans. We went to parties. We went to this really awesome party, which I man, I can't remember the. What were those girls' names? We interviewed them. They'll they'll be in the show later. Can well, you which remember? Ones we, we 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 interviewed a lot of girls. 
the I know the, that sounds bad. The <laughs> the master and uh, Lucy. Master and Lucy. Oh, you talk about Catherine. Yeah, Catherine and a man with that. I forget her name already. Uh, well, we won't worry about it because you guys will hear their names on the podcast later. They had a party. Okay, so they were cosplaying as the master, the John Sims version. So Harold Saxon and Lucy Saxon, you know, his wife. So she was wearing the red dress and had the blonde hair. And they had a party. It was so fun. Uh, we did Dr. Katrina. That's right. I knew it would come to me eventually. Sorry. <laughs> Doctor Who themed Cards Against Humanity. They had oh, a punch awesome. there that was like the potion of Rassilon. It had like a Gallifreyan logo in it. There were little bits of just tiny things that you wouldn't have noticed that was from those episodes. The uh, She was handing out stickers as you know, like, vote for Harold Saxon, <laughs> and then tie the crowning jewel of that, I've used this phrase twice now this episode, was the doctor as the little minor or mini yes. old tiny thing uh, was was tied to the bed and forced that to poor, watch us That poor party. guy. Yeah, that, that poor guy. I did the Burt Reynolds behind him. Um. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> but earlier that day, we had watched the Big Finish podcast live, you know, which is another really big Doctor Who podcast. Not just Doctor Who, but and it's hosted by Nicholas Briggs. And we watched it live, and it was great. You know, we got s- some tips and tricks about how they do their podcast. So I want to talk about it. Our goal was to talk <laughs> to Nicholas Briggs and interview him for the podcast, and unfortunately, we couldn't get that. He was very busy, which we completely understand. But we were able to at least talk to him for just a second. And, you know, we're not going to give the whole technical aspect of how we've recorded this show before. But what we found through talking to Nicholas Briggs was, boy, we're redoing it. Yeah, we were doing (laughs) it wrong. We were doing it very, very wrong. So... I think he saw the distress in our faces. (laughs) The The minute he goes, this is how we record, you know, we just, we each just go one, two, three clap to start recording together we each record our audios individually and then we send it to the person and they edit it or whatever me and me and jace are just looking at him and went you've got to be yeah it was it was like he blew my mind in the simplest way possible (laughs) it was so so (laughs) so the great thing about it is that every episode of gps going forward now you know this is more technical stuff I've edited every episode of GBS. I've done, you know, I've, I've put it all together. I've clipped it all. I do it all myself. And this. <laughs> no, you have other stuff you do for the show. <laughs> but you guys have no idea how much work this is going to save me. The episodes of GBS yeah, no, will right. probably oh be a little God. bit more timely now because it will yeah. require less time for me to put into it. So shout out to you, Nicholas Briggs. You're Thank the man. You, 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 we love you so much. Thank you for saving literally hours of my life. Oh my gosh, that was just—it was just mind blowing how that happened. I was just like, <laughs> "You've got to be kidding me!" I think we laughed about it for a good like twenty minutes, like like just kind of in in awe. We we did. It was it was like wow, how could we not think of that? It's the simplest. It's the simplest thing. You yeah, know, it was the solution. 
uh, yeah, if you were starting from scratch, you'd go, okay, how would I record audio and synchronize it together? Oh, well, I'd just record the audio on one end, record it on the opposite end, and... Put them together. Put them together. No, we wanted to try to do it all at the same time, because we wanted it to be awesome. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But enough about us being stupid. Let's jump into this week's Doctor News. I've got some news for you, dudes. Yeah, so, you know, it's been a little while since, you know, for me anyways. I missed the the last episode. Yeah, a lot's going on. Yeah, a lot's going on. We, you know, we got a little behind because we went to Chicago Guitarist. You know, we were doing some other stuff. So, uh, there's a lot out there. So, I'm sure you went over some of it your last episode when you did that little bit for Thanksgiving on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but there's some uh, there's some good stuff out there. Kind of some of the smaller points are the uh, Twice Upon a Time Cinema outings. They're increasing their, I guess their area that they're doing those in. They're going all aren't over the place now. They're adding more. So aren't you going to see that in cinema? I am, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult because not in terms of going down and seeing it, but I think what what I want to do for that episode of the podcast is you're gonna watch it the day it comes out on your on at home. You're gonna watch yeah, it there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impatient. There, there so will be, there will be I, no waiting. Yeah, I unfortunately I'm gonna wait two days because it's on the 27th when I go see it. I'm gonna try not to do anything, see anything about it, and I'm gonna go see it in theaters because what I want to do is I want to ha- I want to see that that because we've talked about it before about how we went and saw the. 50th anniversary special in theaters and how that experience was just amazing. Yeah, it was so great. I want to kind of do like a compare and contrast episode of the like how you viewed it for the first time and then how I viewed it for the first time. Oh, that's interesting. See how that how that kind of see the differences in it. You know, like what what happened during certain parts and all that sort of stuff. I think that'd be really cool to do. Um, let people know, see the difference if they ever get a chance to see an episode in theaters. To definitely try to do that because it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that viewing experiences in general with an with an audience versus by yourself is that I guess you tend to open up more, or you you more you show your emotions more when you're around other people. You're yeah. not internalizing everything. So in a tends- fandom like that's different. Yeah, a fandom like that. It's not like going to see like a Marvel movie where people just go see it. They might not be fans, but everyone's this, a fan going. Everyone's to, a fan going to see yeah. Doctor Who in theaters. Yeah, absolutely. When we so. saw it, when we saw Day of the Doctor, I mean, you would think that there would have been one showing, there'd been like 50 people, and it's and that'd been it. No, there were multiple showings. They're the all theater packed. was packed. Like, it and was completely it full. It was loud when things happened. Yeah, it was It was a great experience. I, I do wish I was seeing it in cinema. That being said, I will not wait. <laughs> yeah, will not right. wait. It's gonna be the hardest two days of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's it, you're gonna have to like not look at Facebook or Twitter or anything. You, you uh, just you just what can't were those called? Anything. What were those called on How I Met Your Mother? The uh, sense deprivator five thousand. Yeah, you're just <laughs> you're gonna have to walk <laughs> puts around. the goggles on. And right. Can't hear or see anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So that'll be uh that'll be cool though. So I definitely want to get that compare contrast. So they're they're. Inc- Increasing the amount of theaters because this is huge, you know. So this Christmas special is going to be big. So they're increasing the amount of theaters all across the world where they're going to show this stuff. Um, something else, if you know, you and I, we love collectibles. We collect the crap out of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. You've seen the the little uh, what are they? What are they called? The Doctor Men stuff. You've seen those where it has like the 
trying to think of what they what they were in. They're, they're little in vinyl figures. Kinda, yeah. They're kind of like the little, yeah, little vinyl figures. They're coming out with the doctors, the first doctor, doctor first, doctor fourth, doctor eleventh, and doctor twelfth. Oh 12th. right, yeah, the little and, colored uh, guys. Yeah, they look so cool. I think I'm gonna have me get me some of those because those are really freaking awesome. There's just they have a a partnership with BBC and uh, I think this was the company Sanrio, Sanrio. I can't remember the company name, but I think it's something like that. Um, but you can get them on like Amazon, Smith's Toys, Superstores, Forbidden Planet um, on December 6th. And I think that'll be really, really cool to, to have a couple of those little guys just kind of floating around my Doctor Who collection. So if you like uh, collectibles, these are these are something different and something neat. And so who knows how long they'll make them too. So it might be something you have to snatch up before they, uh, before they go away. Cool, cool, yeah. Um, the Doctor, uh, you know, all the Doctor's Regenerations, uh, they are going to put on the BBC iPlayer. So right before the, uh, the new Christmas special, you can actually go on the BBC announce that you can see all the modern Doctor's Regenerations. You know, can, can be seen over Christmas via the BBC iPlayer uh, in the run-up to this year's Christmas special. So that'll be pretty cool. You can see the Parting Ways part with Eccleston, the you know, End of Time with Tennant, the Time with the Doctor with Smith uh, will be available. They also said that the Day of the Doctor hurt John Hurt's part will be on there. They're not oh. sure if Paul McGann's Regeneration mini episode will be on there, The Night of the Doctor, but I'm sure it would be. It's still available on their YouTube channel if you still want to see it, but it just kind of gives people a chance just right before they go and watch this Christmas special to kind of go in and see all these regenerations leading, regeneration scenes leading up to this, so I thought that'd be, be pretty I mean, cool. we've, I mean, obviously we've all seen them, mm-hmm. and, but I, I do think it's important to watch them, especially all the, the new who regenerations because regenerations have changed drastically over the years i mean if you watch the first regeneration versus the last one we saw with uh the 11th doctor becoming the 12th doctor um, well i think i think it's important to watch them again just to see the difference in because they all get i mean it's true they pretty much all get more dramatic as they go like you had definitely dramatic 10 and then 10s was like super dramatic then Eleven's was the most dramatic of <laughs> regenerations, so we're curious to see if they keep that trend going. But I, I'm definitely going to see him again, just to uh, just kind of get that sense of oh my gosh, we're we're getting someone new, and just kind of remind yourself. Of yeah, what's you know, I, I don't know. This is this is obviously subjective, but I yeah, I think honestly, if I'm looking at it, I would say. If we're basing it off like just the episode leading up to the regeneration, I would say I would agree that eleven to twelve was more dramatic than ten to eleven. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about it just completely overall, I would say tens was more dramatic than eleven. Well, yeah, not the because, actual generation, but the episode. Yeah. Well, no, because the whole season, like the whole like last little bit of. David Tennant's run was him like running away from it, like him trying not to regenerate. Then we go to, you know, the Eleventh Doctor, and until, I guess, until the name of the Doctor, which it wasn't even really like a re- him running away from regeneration. It was him just, you know, aware of his his death. Until time of the Doctor, that was only time he really even had a th- talked about regeneration being a thing, and it wasn't even that he was afraid of it. It was just that he was. It was more or less he was just afraid of dying because he thought this was the last, uh, the last body for him. 
So, I mean, we, we've seen... Did you ever see the uh, the alternate takes of the the I don't want to go line from David Tennant? Yeah, yeah, where he he had to, they did multiple takes to see that the, for that that one line, uh, mm-hmm. he was super sad, like he cried, and then he right. had one where he was just kind of like I don't want to go, and then he had and, you know did it multiples until they got that one that was just right. like spot on. They yeah, had like yeah. the yeah they the one that we see in the episode, he you know I don't want to go, and he kind of. A slight voice tremble. Um, you know, you, he's obviously sad. There was a take they did that was pa- even past that, where he was like literally breaking down, you know, like with tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And the reason they said they didn't want to go with that was be- David Tennant said that he feels like the the one where he's breaking down feels like if you see that character that way, it almost if he's that sad about it almost takes your sadness away yeah it's true because like the way they had it in the episode is perfect he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. He, he goes he kind of trembles and he's like i don't want to go and you're just you just break down you're like no don't leave us uh, what's crazy <laughs> is i watched a top 10 list of, there's that youtube channel watchmojo dot uh, uh. dot com or whatever plug yeah uh. shame not shameless plug that's just a plug for them for free Send us a check. So, yeah. <laughs> so, they did a top ten list of character deaths, like the top ten character deaths on TV, mm-hmm. and the tenth Doctor's re- regeneration was on that list. And they said, well, technically, it was this character dying, even though it wasn't the, the character dying; it was, you know, this version of yeah. him dying. So it counted, which was hilarious. Yep. Yeah. But okay, so moving on, uh, you saw the little new uh, image and synopsis that came out. You know the the Yay! two doctors and Bill yeah. in the snow. Uh, before we get into the synopsis, I kind of just want to focus on the photo for a second. Right. So in the photo, you know, you see. If you haven't looked it up, you know, go look it up. If not necessarily you, just anyone listening, look it up. You yeah, can see on, on Doctor BBC Who News, America's it's on BBC. Uh, yeah. Twitter page, um, I think. But you have both. You have all three. You have the you have the two doctors and Bill, and they're kind of looking up in the back, like you know, towards you. And you're like, oh man, what are they looking at? You know. And the doctor has a screwdriver out. Of course, he's still worn and tattered from the battle. You know, getting himself blown up. And the, <laughs> the I mean, that's the there. other crazy thing, right? Is that yeah. this whole episode, this whole episode, uh, Twice Upon a Time, literally happens right after that whole. Crazy, yeah. He hadn't Cyberman or battle, yeah. It's it, it's like directly afterwards. Like he remember, remember him getting shot and like he the whole speech he does without reward, without hope, you know, all that stuff. And it goes right into this episode where he's now meeting himself. Yep. So he hasn't had a chance to change clothes, but I want to focus on Bill because everyone we're all trying to figure out, you know, what version or or of Bill is is this. You know what I mean? Like, where? How did the bill? How does this bill come back? Well, yeah. None of this. None of this is going to answer anything. I just. I just want to focus on a couple of different things. You can't really see it, but she's on that jacket that she has. I don't know if you have the photo pulled up. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if you look at her jacket, she has two two buttons on there. Um, one's a lightning bolt, and one's uh, you can't really see it. I have you have to you have to pull up an image by itself. Uh, but it has like it's like red, white, and blue, um, kind of like a flag in a shape. It has like its own little shape in there, like it's a a vote for button kind of almost um uh-huh. 
but she has those, and the outfit that she's wearing is obviously not the outfit that she left with the uh, the pilot on. I mean, she didn't. She wasn't wearing that outfit when no. she left. Uh, but you can't really see it either. But the shoes that she's wearing are like really, really like sparkly and like white, and they kind of look mirrored, mirrored mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, a you know, we're all trying to figure out what version of this. And if you re- if you go into the synopsis, you know, I'm not going to read the whole whole thing synopsis, but um, you know, it talks about you know uh, how this is an uplifting new tale about the power of hope and humanity's darkest hours. Twice upon a time marks the end of an era, but as the doctor must face his past to decide his future, his journey is, is only just beginning. It talks about someone as the voice of uh, the glass woman. So we got another character that I guess. Right. We oh yeah. So we know the villains. The apparently enchanted glass people. Yeah. Which. So. No idea what what that is. Well, that but... is. Yeah. So okay. Well, something new. So I'm I'm enjoying it as long as it's not Cybermen. <laughs> I'm excited. But what's interesting is okay. So if you if you look at everything we see so far with bill in the uh, either the trailers or the teasers or whatever for this episode if i remember correctly now i could be i could be off base here i could just be remembering wrong but the outfit she's wearing in this photo mm-hmm. she's not wearing in in the uh when we first see her in one of the trailers she's wearing her original outfit that she left with with the uh pilot so that that points two questions for me one mm-hmm. Is this bill behind them kind of like an imposter? Like, are they like one of the glass people or something? Two, when, and my other question is, when the, if she is not, when the hell does she have time to change? And the doctor didn't. <laughs> like, maybe, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe she was just wearing this outfit in the promotional stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe there are time, like, you know, I don't know. The, 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 the bill thing really confuses me in a lot of different ways. And it maybe yeah. they they reconcile it pretty simply, because I mean we had that I don't I don't want to say throwaway line but that throwaway line basically, where uh, Heather the pilot grabs Bill, or not grabs her but like I guess pulls her consciousness out of the Cybermen. They have their little reunion and and kiss, and she's like you know where are we or whatever and. She's like, well, I can give you a form, or I can give you a form if you want to. Basically, I can do anything or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe she is just quite simply, Heather, the pilot, just gives her a body again. It could be. I mean, that, that, uh, could, that could be it. Um, I don't know if it'll be that simple. I, at least I hope not. I'd like to think they do something a little bit more clever than that, than just the pilot can give you a body. Um, <laughs> but... There, I mean, it could be that because we see in the the trailer, we see Bill hug. You know, the line is, "Is the doctor here?" And then we see Bill hug, which looks like the twelfth doctor, though we don't. I don't. We don't see the face of the person who she hugs. We. Yeah. I don't know if this is. It, I mean, there's so much they could do there. It could be a dream sequence. It could. That's true. It, it could be, like, you know, uh, a version of Bill from the past, like, you know, before she got that giant hole in her chest. It could... There, That's what I'm saying, yeah. It could, it could be, be a mirage. It could be a trick. 
like it, it could be just what the doctor who the doctor misses you know yeah, something it, it, there's so much there's so much that could go go on um another person what uh, I was reading some theories on it obviously <laughs> I want I want to see what you know the internet had to say about it and one guy had something very interesting now he's kind of grasping for straws I think but it, it's so interesting to think about is the uh the the two buttons could represent you know everyone's been saying that maybe maybe Clara might make an appearance so yeah there's a lot of rumor the the rumor mill is a spin-in with Clara yeah so what if uh the two buttons are representing because if you like I said you have to look up the button itself because you can't see it in this photograph but it's reminiscent of the the diner that oh yeah yeah they went off in and then the lightning bolt can always you know have to uh, represent a shielder um because you know the whole enemy in the episode was the guy pretending to be you know or so, right, right. But so, what if maybe Clara has something to do with Bill being here, and it is a previous version of Bill? I don't know. There's so much that could happen. I mean, there's so much that could go on. It's just right. interesting to think about. Like I said, I think that's kind of grasping for straws. It's kind of looking for a representation of what the buttons could mean. But and it could be nothing. It could just be some. Yeah, that's shirt. what I was saying. Like, it could be nothing <laughs> at all. I mean, remember Ace's jacket? She had stuff yeah. all over it. So exactly. I don't know. What we obviously we, we won't know for sure until the episode comes around. I'd like to keep Bill and Clara separate. That would be nice. I just I don't want too many people in this in this episode. No, you like, know, the, the honestly I don't the bring the cameos on because I mean uh, I talked about this with a fan actually at the convention, which was talking about I'm though I hate the fact that they delayed Doctor Who the way they delayed it this first series 10 because of the way it was delayed it allowed this break in between the the series finale and the christmas special and yeah. the great thing about that you know the obviously the bad thing is that we have to wait an incredibly long time well it's almost here but it, if you look at that through the positive light i mean these last few months have been the peter capaldi farewell tour basically which, which has been great. I, I finally feel like, which is unfortunate that it took this long, but I feel like Peter Capaldi's finally getting his due. Like, he's finally getting his, his recognition for playing the 12th Doctor. People are... I've seen things online of people, you know, talking about how they're incredibly sad to see him go. I know we are both super sad to see him go. He could keep going on for another five years for all I care. Yeah, uh, yeah I love it, man. It's going to be I, cool. And I said this last last week in Thanksgiving episode, you know, the the Children in Need teaser thing came out, the two minutes with the interaction between the first and the twelfth Doctor. Yeah, where the first Doctor really, you know, finally figures out that that's him. Right. And I, I said in last week's episode, I was like, man, watching that made me just realize how much I miss the 12th doctor like he's just so good like he's just, I just so yeah, that, good that part where he's like oh spoilers when he's talking about yeah. world war one yeah he's yeah, kind of yeah. like he kind of like shies away he's like oh <laughs> i should have said i that. think <laughs> it it's it's the, it's the peter davison effect unfortunately which is it took the last bit of his the last bit of his run to kind of figure out who that character really truly is because yeah. we've talked about it before how from series eight to to ten, Nine that, day. yeah, they completely changed that character, 
And I did hear an argument from a fan who said that it was just him evolving or improving over time. And, and there's some truth to that. Though I, I I don't think it's as complex. I think the writers were just kind of feeling out this this doctor. They're trying something new, yeah. And, and they realized style. the whole grouchy McGroucherson approach just wasn't wasn't the the ideal way to go. And that yeah, yeah um, we've seen Peter Capaldi play roles like Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it and stuff, where he can be very very harsh and and you know demanding and powerful and i think you can add elements of that to the doctor but the doctor at the heart of everything is kind and yeah and those are the most iconic moments for the 12th doctor the times where he's he's expressing his kindness the zygon inversion speech where he talks about war the speech mm-hmm. where or the last bit with clara and hellbent which that episode's crazy, but I do like the last tiny little bit of dialogue between them. The in the Doctor Falls, the speech that he gives Missy and the Master. Yeah, he's like, I just I just do it because it's kind. And know? all those are, I mean, those those really stick in my mind. So years from now, I hope that it people don't think of the Twelfth Doctor as the mean one. I I'd like to think. That they remember the twelfth Doctor as the the kindest, honestly. Yeah. Like he he really he really showed that in the last series, and it seems like they're really really giving Peter Capaldi, like I said, the respect he deserves. Yeah, and to your to your point with the the gap that we had between the last episode and the Christmas special. We are having a lot of, I guess, what's the way I want to put this? I guess media attention for one, but this just Christmas special is probably like, to me, from what I've seen of all the Doctor Who Christmas specials I've seen, is the most like really built up. It's everywhere. There's stuff coming out for it. Yeah, I, I'll like, agree Christmas with that. Special. I'll so, agree with that. It has the potential, hopefully, to be like one of the because of the, the the time frame in between and the time they had to write it and do all the stuff for it. It has the potential to be like one of the best. Christmas specials we've had really, especially especially the modern you know the modern modern who, so I mean, they almost didn't some, have one. Yeah, and we've had some really great episodes during Christmas. There's been some stinkers, but there've been really great ones. And I think yeah that I agree that this Christmas special is being built up as you know probably the biggest for a bunch of reasons. One, because we know a regeneration's coming, which we had that with the. Time of the Doctor, you know, and the only reason I think that that episode wasn't as built up as it as this one is because it was back to back with the fiftieth anniversary special. Yeah, which was more built up. The fiftieth anniversary. Right, right. Special. I mean, that was you know that was the 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 biggest episode of Doctor Who ever, even still yeah. to this date. The the other reason I think this episode is built up is um, that it's a multi Doctor story, and that we get. The first, you know, the the first time we have seen a classic era Doctor in New Who, like excluding like specials and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could say, oh, the curator, but that I can't go down that road. 
<laughs> then there's the time crash thing with the fifth doctor and the tenth doctor. But again, that was just like a tiny little thing. So obviously it isn't William Hartnell, but it is the first doctor. And that's incredibly compelling to have a such a younger version of himself in this episode. So, and then, as we've seen in the synopsis, that they're really going to play to that, like, dealing with his past. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see just, just mm -hmm. the whole episode in general. I, I mean, you get the first Doctor, you're going to get some of his companions, you're going to have Bill, you're going to have, you know, Capaldi, uh, may, we may get Clara, we got a new villain that I've never heard of, which is great. I'm glad they're doing something new. I'm, I've never heard yeah. of, you know, the glass yeah. women, so... So I'm that'll glad be, it's uh, not just the, just the Cybermen or something like that. Oh, I would, man, I would, I would kind of be upset if the Cybermen just came back. Cause we just got it. It was a great ending at the, for season, the season finale. And, you know, <laughs> that was good. Let it, let it go there. Do something else. So, um, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's up in the air. We got less than a month at this point until it, uh, until we finally get to see it, and then we wait a whole other year. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to do it for Dr. News this week. Now, this is usually the part of the episode where we jump into Jody comments. And we are going to do that. But we got some great interviews at Chicago Tardis, right, that we're going to use instead, correct? That is correct. So this week, we're going to let the fans do Jody comments. So take it away. I'm not flirting, by the way. Hey everyone, it's Sean from the GBS Podcast here at Chicago TARDIS 2017. I'm here with... Anjali Petaniak. Very nice to meet you. So, so far are you having fun at the convention? I'm having a lot of fun. This is my second convention ever, so this is really cool. Awesome. What was your first one? Uh, Wizard World in Madison. What are you most excited for? What, what are you hoping from her, Doctor? You already said you're excited for it, so what are you kind of hoping happens? Um, well, one of the things that I find really, really interesting about Doctor Who is the way that they explore identity formation and the way that kind of in some ways the characters kind of write themselves sort of. And so I'm really interested in how um, that identity formation is going to be kind of negotiated when the doctor's a woman. And I'm really, really interested to see how they're going to play that out because Missy was I kind agree. of really interesting where they took uh, John Sim and his already kind of like hammy, flirty mm -hmm. um, um, air, like air to him and yeah. like amped it up to 11 and then you had the dynamic between the master and Missy together and it was and just And I thought that was amazing. great. It was what a great ending to a great character. So hopefully we see more. I hope that's not the end of Missy because that is a phenomenal character, especially when she just turned to a good a good you know good girl I know. so we needed that but uh yeah i definitely like that character and i definitely agree with you uh i think this is the perfect time for jody to come in i think that we, we're getting a lot of change and that's kind of what our topic has been in the past couple episodes of our of the podcast is that this whole new series is all about change you got a new director you got new writers you got a new composer coming in because we just lost the composer so you got a new composer coming in and then of course you got jody coming in all sorts of different companions coming in so everything about it is changing which poses a question do you think that that's too much change or do you think you think it's, they're going too big too fast i think doctor who is inherently about change mm -hmm. um and about kind of 
the discomfort of change and being able to kind of live with that change, right? Because every time the doctor regenerates, he's kind of freaked out and uncomfortable by the change. It's true. Just like we're uncomfortable by the change. So I think maybe it's shaking up things a lot, but I think that that's kind of the essence of what Doctor Who is. What it's supposed to do, and I I completely agree with you. Well, uh, thank you very much. I won't take up any more of your time. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your con, and uh, thanks for giving a couple minutes to us, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Jace here again at Chicago TARDIS, still talking with the fans. And why don't you guys tell me what your name is? Um, I'm Katrina Lynn. And I'm Katherine Whaley. Okay. And I see you're dressed as David Tennant. Is that your favorite doctor? <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I'm doing female version of David Tennant, but yeah, that's my favorite doctor. Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously really, really good, so I, I think you're doing a great job there. So the big elephant in the room, we've been talking about it all day here at the convention, is the casting of Jodie Whittaker. So what do you think, just right off the bat? I gotta tell you, um, when they announced the casting, I had like five of my friends posting on my Facebook um, saying things like, Katrina, are you still alive? Um, you know, like, like they somebody go, you know, like somebody check on Katrina, see if she's still breathing. And I did, like, she was fine. Yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Um, and it was kind of funny to get on Facebook right after the casting announcement and everybody is just like, Katrina, did you see the news? Because, um, yeah, I've been talking about this and how much I wanted it for years. So, yeah. so you were waiting for a, a female to take the role for a long time, I'm assuming. I was, yeah. I was really excited when the, the master was a woman. And I yeah. actually had said at one point, I said, all I want for Christmas is a female master. <laughs> and then I got it. But yeah. not for Christmas that year, I got it a few months later. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the other big elephant in the room is some of the negative things that have been said online about it. Do you have any response or feelings towards that at all? I think the thing is that I understand that everybody's like, oh my goodness, this is a character for boys. Um, but I don't think it is a character for boys. I think it's a character for everybody. And it, there's nothing conceivable in the universe keeping the Doctor from being a woman. Um, and so I figured that it was a matter of time, and I was wanting it to happen personally. Um, mm-hmm due to the kind of person I am, but I mean, I've seen some posts from some of my friends, um, I was a bit angry with a few of them because they said some really sexist things like, oh, now they're going to have to turn the doc- doctor's TARDIS into a tampon and things like that. I've seen things like that, And I like was just that, yeah. like, you know, come on, I mean, this obviously shows you don't have any respect at all for women when you say stuff like that. But I get that, you know, some people are like, oh, I want to see someone who looks like me. But I wanted to see someone who looks like me as the doctor. And I also feel like it's a show about an alien. You know, they could do anything with this alien. So what if the alien can turn into a woman? It's already proven in the show that they can do that. So it's not, I don't get why it's such an issue. I mean, it's something that people have been able to do as far back as they hinted that Romana could do it back in the day. So it's not like a brand new thing to please people in the last five years. It's something that's been going on for 30 years. And, you know, it's a show about an alien. You know, it's science fiction. You know, people can be green and nobody cares. So why do they care whether the doctor's a woman? Yeah, I... And yeah, and Tom Baker back in the 70s was like, was like, well, you know, the doctor, I could become a woman. Um, so, I mean, he put that in everybody's minds, and it's just sort of been there ever since. Well, thanks for talking to me, yeah, guys. You. you enjoy the rest of your convention, you okay? Thank you. So, Jace, reporting in here at Chicago TARDIS again. 
and we're again asking fans really what they feel about Doctor Who. So uh, I'm standing here with a fan. You've got a great cosplay on. Who are you cosplaying as? I'm cosplaying as Barbara from the Aztecs, dressed as Yataxa. Oh, cool. That's one I haven't seen before, so that's really awesome. Yeah, it's the sixth episode ever made. It's really old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was back in the, the time where Doctor Who was almost viewed as like an educational program. Yeah, it definitely was. And Barbara knew a lot about Aztec culture, so this was especially right. cool for that character. Uh, so can you tell me who your favorite doctor is? If I had to... P- well, no, it's not 11. If I had to pick, probably 10. But yeah. I really love 12, so... Yeah, Peter Capaldi's really yeah. great. So speaking of Peter Capaldi, we know he's regenerating at the mm. Christmas special this year. And he's regenerating to Jody Whittaker. Now, we have a segment on our show called Jody Comments. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, fans talking about their true feelings about how Jodie's casting affects the show. So what do you, what do you think about Jodie Whittaker? I am unbelievably excited. I, I think it's been a long time coming to have a female doctor, and I think she's going to do a spectacular job. The one thing I'm worried about is that she's suddenly going to become the female doctor instead of just the doctor. Um, right. But I think that that's probably going to go away with time, and mm-hmm. in the same way that when, like, when Matt was cast as Eleven, how... Everyone was worried, oh, is he too young, is he too young? Mm-hmm. And then he had these great episodes, and it was like, no, it's fine, why were we even worried? And I'm hoping that that, that same kind of thing happens with Jody. All right, well, thanks for talking to us. You yeah. enjoy the rest of the convention, so okay? Much. Hey everyone, this is Sean with the GBS Podcast. We are live here at Chicago TARDIS 2017. Here with us, we got a gentleman. We're going to dress as David Tennant. He's pulling it off great. Got the sand shoes on and everything. What's your name, my man? My name is Gerald Murray. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So we're just going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, first off, of course, something we do on our show is we uh, we have a segment called Jody Comments. We uh, so Ever since the announcement of Jody Whitaker, we go through and we read out all the comments that we see online or from fans on our show, yeah. anything like that. We kind of read them out and see what people have to say about uh Jody Whitaker. So, what is uh, what is your comments about it? Are you excited? Is it different? What do you think Phenomenal, about it? Phenomenal, epic, and about damn time. See, that's my feeling about it. It's about time. <laughs> you see all these negative comments online, and it is mainly negative. You see online, but um, as everyone knows, most people don't view, voice their opinions openly. They don't go mm-hmm. on websites and voice their opinions. And most of these people have never even watched the show, probably. They're just trying to cause a ruckus online. Oh, yeah, so I think because. it's fantastic. It's about dang time. I agree with you. About damn time we get exactly. that stuff done. Well, hey, I, uh, I appreciate you taking just a few couple minutes to you know chat yeah. with us a little bit. You know, We've just been trying to go around the convention and talk to you know fans, and we're at the right convention to do it. So it's all who-lated, right? So it's the best way to do it. But I appreciate you, my man. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Well, there it is. There's the fans at Chicago TARDIS talking about the 13th Doctor's casting. Obviously, um, most people are incredibly excited. Exactly. I was going to say, the the difference there and the reason we really wanted to get interviews with fans at a Doctor Who convention is to show, you know, the the viewers and the listeners of the show that, you know, we do these Jody comments and a lot of them are negative. It just Mm -hmm. goes to show you that the people that actually are huge Doctor Who fans, there was not one single person that we talked to, and we talked to a lot of people. We didn't record them all. I don't think we found a single person that was not excited. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. I think that the that even the people who are somewhat apprehensive, like the, I say people, the Doctor Who fans, 
who mm-hmm. are apprehensive are still excited. And that's yeah. that's it's really it's really reassuring to see is really great to you know infuse some positivity into what if you were to look at the online um, the online perspective is is a negative thing. Yeah, and, and I think something. I believe it was we were at a panel. I believe it was Sylvester. Yeah, I never thought I never thought about it this way. Um, he was he's, excited he's hilarious. for it. Yeah, he's so funny. He oh my goodness, he's the he's the funniest little dude on the freaking planet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Sylvester's funny. great. But something he said kind of stuck with me. I didn't think about this, and you may I think we may have talked about it before uh, on a different episode. You may have brought it up. Is that you know they are casting this. You know, uh, Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, turning the Doctor into a, a female uh, Time Lord. That even if it okay, so good or bad, if if she does really really well in this season, her her tenure as the Doctor is great. I they kind of can't just change it back to a dude right away. That because that kind of would like he said it was he, he felt like it would kind of offset it no matter if she did great or not. It's like they went back on their they just did it just to please people and then they went back. Right. It's like you kind of have to maybe keep it going just for a little bit or something. You know what I mean? I never thought about it that way because, I mean, it's true, though. Um, good or not, in my opinion, good or not, if they change it right after, if JD, Jody goes back to, if the Doctor goes back to being a, a guy, then it's kind of like, oh, we did it, guys. There you go. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see, definitely see where he's coming from, especially the political aspect of it. My hope, my, my pure hope is, is that going forward that BBC uses this now as an opportunity to open up their their pool of people they can cast as the doctor i mean yeah. the thing is before they they probably mostly looked at just white british guys and now I think hopefully the idea is now they're just going to continue to cast the best like the, person. Yeah, the best person. So what if we get you know Jody and then we get a guy afterwards, but then it goes you know to a you know black female or something, or if it goes to a guy, a guy a black guy, you know what if we finally get a ginger? You know it's just random. I would love for it to just down the road, just you never know who you're going to get because right. the doctor just regenerates. You know what I mean? So it would be good to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, yeah. You, you, it's harder to pinpoint who the doctor is going to be because the pool is bigger. Yeah. 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 Which I, I I hope that tends to to be the case going forward, but it remains to be seen. So, um, so there was Jody comments. We appreciate all the fans who who gave us their opinions. And like Sean said, there was a lot more people we talked to. Unfortunately, we couldn't record it all. We wanted there, to have fun too, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we also did a recording at the convention itself. So we it, normally we are not able to record this live with each other in the same room. We were in separate locations. We were able to actually get in a room together and record talking about our experience so far at Chicago TARDIS. So I'm going to do some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. And I'm going to send it to the past. Jason, the past, take it away. Go for it, guys. Thanks, future Jace, for the for the shout-out there. We are here. Woo! 
We are here in Chicago TARDIS. Uh, we made it, guys. It is the first time Sean and I have been in the same room in months. What, since episode two? Yeah, episode two or three, I think. <laughs> like yeah. the last time we were in the same damn room. Yeah, so it's great to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. You've, uh, you look great, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. you, then. you, you Thank look, you. You look, in, you look horrible. You look, no, I'm just kidding. You look great. <laughs> you know, is the, that a burger uh, in your hand? Probably put that down. I do not have a burger in my hand. <laughs> I wish I had a burger in my hand. That, that'd be really awesome. So, I know that we've talked a lot about this convention. There's lots of guests here. Wasn't sure if we were even going to be able to come. Yeah, it was It was all up in the, the air. If the press passes were going to make it, we yeah. got them. Yeah, we got our press passes. And uh, as obviously you guys heard at the begin, beginning of the show, we had one of the doctors intro the show. That was crazy. That, that, I... When I asked, I honestly got a little scared. Yeah. You know, I was like, uh, uh, is no, hold it okay on. if I do this? Before we get into that story, before we get into that story, the, the, the main thing that I was really excited about for this whole weekend, I got to see the tattoo in person. <laughs> That's true. There it is. You finally got to see the halfway finished product. And I got to say, it looks amazing. I know that the fans haven't seen it yet. Some people at the convention have seen it. Well, a few, but it's hard for them to see it when I'm always dressed as Capaldi, so... Yeah, which, that, okay, I would say that's the number one thing about this convention so far. That's the first time you got to see Michael Party live. Yeah, I, this is the first time I've seen yeah. it in person. Is that people love you. We can't walk 20 steps without what, taking we, we a picture. We came out of the elevator in 15 seconds of us walking out of the elevator, someone wanted a picture? Yeah, it was, yeah, not even. I mean, we literally, <laughs> we woke up this morning, you, you walked out of the elevator... We walked five steps, and someone wanted a picture. So I, I got forced to do this dang masquerade contest, costume contest. Yeah, so we're doing that later today, which yeah. I told you, they're going to love it. You know, I mean, I've said this so many times. We've, we've talked and talked and talked about your cosplay, and I'm not blowing smoke when I say that it's the best Peter Capaldi cosplay I've ever seen. Now it's going to hit the Davros chair. Yeah, if you guys want to see it for yourselves... Check out facebook.com slash GBS podcast. There it is. You'll see it all in its glory. And you'll see me in a... A, a robe? Uh, yeah. Well, you'll see that. <laughs> me in my TARDIS robe. And yeah. then me dressed as the 11th Doctor. Yeah, and what, of course you're going to see all sorts of different cosplay costumes we ran into. And there were some <laughs> really good ones. What, what do you think is the best one you've seen so far? So far, I would have to... I don't know. It's either the Angel from uh, Tenet's... Uh, era oh, the, the, from the Titanic. The Heavenly Host. The Heavenly Host. Uh, Kill. Kill. Uh, or, I always forget the name of the monster. The one with the Capaldi in the... Uh, Heaven Sent? When he's in the trapped in the... Yeah, Heaven Sent. The yeah. Confession Dial? Confession the Veil. The Veil. There you go. The Veil. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. There's yeah. some, that was, that we got was some great pictures really, out of that. Really, really good. Um, yeah. So those those two would probably be my top ones I've seen so far. There's a lot of doctors, obviously, but these people went kind of things you would never think of. Like I said, I forgot, really, I forgot all about the angels until that moment. I went, oh, shit. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of, uh, Really cool pictures with some awesome cosplays. And we already saw some Jodies with the outfit they got. Yeah. And we don't even know really too much about the outfit, but people are already putting yeah. it together to try to at least cosplay I what mean, they it see just now. Came out yeah. And we've it, already got people cosplaying. Already. Several people, yeah. There was one really good one. 
Mm-hmm. I, thought, I really thought it was really good. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool to see. Yeah, no, I'm just hoping to see. So we've seen a, a cosplay of every doctor so far at this convention, except... First? The first doctor. I can't remember if we saw first, but first, eighth. And the eighth doctor. Only yeah. two. So we've seen every other one. I'm hoping we, I guess we get our doctor bingo cosplay, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, right. I <laughs> only need the two. Um, the best cosplay I think I saw. I'm curious because I, yeah. I thought of another one. Go ahead. I, I, go ahead. Think of yours. The best cosplay, I, I thought that Tom Baker was really, really good because yeah. he was tall. Yeah, he was he good. He had Tom the boots Baker. as yep. well. A lot good. of people, you know, just like I do with Eleven, you know, just put on a, a jacket bow tie and a fez and you're yeah most people just put on the hat and the scarf and yeah they just do the hat scarf but no he had the hair he had everything i the the one we were literally walking back to our room to record and we saw someone as oswin you know clara except she her lower half was a dolly it was a dolly that was really good so that was really good I, uh, I bet she'll be in the masquerade. I forgot about the. I've never seen I, yeah, the, uh, the three conventions I've we, I've been to mm-hmm. and seen so many Doctor Who cosplays. I've never seen a Doctor Moon, and that guy was a really oh, good yeah. Doctor Moon. Doctor Moon. From he was the, a really uh, good Doctor. The library uh, sorry, yes, episode. Library. Um, he was a really good Doctor Moon. He looked just like him. That was crazy. He had the he had suitcase. Yeah, his suitcase. The name tag said Doctor Moon. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. It was insane. Yeah. It was. It was really. It was really cool to see. We've met a lot of people. You know, we as you guys have heard on the show, we interviewed some people asking them about, you know, what, who their favorite doctors are. Yeah, and what got them into it. Then the dive scene. He, okay, so before you before you say that, I, yeah. I, I know what you're going to say, but um, so as the, the announcement trailer. Now here, I unfortunately was out last week, mm-hmm. so I didn't I get, didn't get to take part in the uh, comments that we got from yeah fans. the Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving episode, I didn't get to take part in that. Um, but I'm assuming that it's probably going to be the same way as it was here, where a lot of the people here are excited because they're actual Whovians. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I've seen one person yet that's like, oh, no, don't do it, that we've talked to here. Not here, no. I mean, now with the, the, the fan comments that we got last, you know, last mm-hmm. episode. Was there a few? There were, it was kind of 50-50 maybe. Okay. And I think, again, because this is a point I made on the episode is, is that the keyboard, you know, is is a strong mask. Yes. You know, you can get away with saying things that you would never actually say mm-hmm. in real life. Funny story, we saw a little girl cosplaying as Rose Tyler. Yes. She was she very cute. She was really good, yeah. She, I asked her, I, I, I didn't record it, but I asked her, I said, are you excited that uh, a girl is going to be the doctor now? And she went, No. Are you serious? Yeah, the little was, girl. Yeah, the little girl that's did. Crazy. And I, I was like, I looked at her mom, and she was like, "Don't look at me. I don't know." But and that's just the coolest thing about these conventions, especially ones dedicated to a certain fandom. So you know, yeah. this is this is all about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Is we get to see all these. It doesn't matter age groups. Just age groups all over the place. You mm-hmm. know, you have the older generation, you have the generation like us, the kind of millennials, and then you have the younger kids that are like four, three, mm-hmm. six, eight, dressed as Capaldi or Tenants or you know, Weeping Angels or, you know, Rose or whatever, and they love Doctor Who, and it's just, that, that to me is amazing. You know, I came into it late, at a later age, in right. the 20s, and these kids are growing up with it. Just imagine that generation of fandom if the show continues for that long. You know what I mean? Right. I, if You know, it's it's interesting the way you put that. Like, I don't know if 
you know, the fans are, they're obviously going to be different. And Doctor Who is a different show now than it was, you know, back then. Yeah, it's a different it's a show different, now than it was 10 I mean, years ago. Yeah, it's it's evolved a lot. So who knows where Doctor Who's going to be. The other thing, I'm, a point I made, you know, this convention, there's it's mostly about classic Who, you know, that we, we yep. have a, all, all the guests, I think, are from the, the classic era. Yeah. Um, some of them are from Big Finish stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting seeing young people cosplaying as characters from... Yeah, like, Who. there's so much love for classic Doctor Who here from young people, which is insane. Yeah, I, I think it's great. You know, we saw, like, we saw a great, what, it was a great, uh, great five and the kid was just too. I believe he was. I believe oh, you're was talking five. about the he fifth was, doctor. Yeah, he was. He was just too shy to take a photo. I always wish we could have gotten his photograph because that kid. Yeah. Did, had a great costume, but he was. Had the he was celery really, really and shy. Everything. He yeah. was really, really shy, but it was it was amazing. It was really good. We've seen a lot of cool stuff. They had the Dalek Alley. We had different types of Daleks in there. Right. Which yeah. of course, check the Facebook page if you haven't already. They should be posted on there. Mm-hmm. So check that out. But there's a there's some a lot of cool photos. We try to take as many as we could mm-hmm. and interview. Oops, as you heard, interview people. Right. So. Yeah, we've we've went to a couple panels. That was cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, we when we listened to the Big Finish podcast live. Nick which was is that, that's kind of where we hope to do one day is give this stuff to you guys like straight live. Yeah, like they're able to. That's down the road. We need you guys' help step. though. Yeah, keep push push the podcast out. Tell people about it and help us help us do that. You you guys are what makes us grow. So right. And without right. you guys, we would just be two dudes talking into a microphone. <laughs> we still kind of are two guys just talking. I mean, right yeah, now. that's why. I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's like I said on last week's episode, I'm very thankful for the fans of GBS, and I know Sean is as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just we just decided to do it, or you decided to do it actually. You decided to do it, and you you said, hey, I'm gonna start a Doctor Who podcast, and mm-hmm. we I did a couple episodes with you, and then you did some solo, and then you asked me to come on full full time for it, full force, but. When I came in, I didn't think it was going to be that. It was going to take a really long time. I mean, I was thinking maybe 20 downloads a month type of thing. Yeah, it's taken off way more than Yeah, I... like, that's crazy to me. I was not expecting that at all. And I, I'm just happy that the show's growing. You know, we, we, we provide the show to you guys for free. Yeah. On You know, we have all the different platforms, OmniFringe Radio, which, shout out to Vince Wilson, you're the man, I love you. Uh, but back to the the convention, we were you know we're still doing it, so we haven't done everything yet. You know we have the the masquerade. We went to a a don't blink dance party last night. That I was busted the shit out of my chin. I should post. I should have posted that. On yeah, the Facebook he, page. He, so a little kid. I want to tell a story. Okay, so go for it. So we're sitting there dancing. You know this is where we're gonna get off kilter. You're gonna see. It, you're gonna hear about the real us now. We uh, <laughs> I just said kilter. Um, but I don't think we said kilter. But I'm sorry, <laughs> we we go to this dance party and it's it, the whole Chicago TARDIS this year was all '80s themed, '80s mm-hmm. UK music stuff like that. So we go to this dance party, and obviously they're playing '80s UK music, right? You know, and which is cool, but you know, if you want a party to get thumping, you gotta play some Drake yeah. and stuff like you gotta play you gotta, some stuff, Cha Cha Slide. You know what I mean? You gotta you, gotta, yeah. you gotta play some stuff out there to make that party big. We were dancing to. We were dancing to. Uh, Karma Chameleon. Yeah, like <laughs> things like, well, obviously I've never heard of half of that, but we were dancing to this stuff, and I'm sitting there. Obviously, we we get drunk. Uh, uh, Jason, Jason gets really drunk. 
<laughs> I, I did partake. I yes. wish I could have made a video of that, but I should have. One thing is straight. Jace gets really drunk. He uh, the dance floor had like three people on it for what the first two hours we were there. Yeah, like three people total, and it was the, like the the organizers of. Yeah, they were just trying to get people get people to, out there. Yeah. Well, uh, this one this one guy gets out there. He's in a he's in a uh, what what shirt was he in? He was in that he was in that uh, UK he was in that UK shirt. Uh, what do you call oh, that? Union Jacket. Union Jacket. There you go. Uh, he was in that, and he painted his face with it. And this dude just gets oh, out there yeah. and starts doing whatever. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. And we're drinking. We're getting a little Dancing tipsy. like nobody was dancing. watching. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit. I've been doing this for 25 years. And yeah. he just goes out there and starts dancing. Right. Well, Jace gets out there. Uh, finally, he gets he gets a good little little tipsy buzz going. Gets out there and starts dancing to his little yeah. white man jig there. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I do dance like a white Thrusting the hips, you know. Uh, right. Hands on his side, thrusting the hips. Picture that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he gets out there, and people start coming over, mm-hmm. and he he starts taking his. He had a fez on because he was dressed as eleven. He had a fez on. Yeah. Starts taking the fez, handing it to people, putting it on people's heads. So everybody gets lice at this point. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he puts it on someone's head, and that person has to get in the middle and start dancing. Yeah. Thirty minutes go by. I look up, and there's like thirty-five people now, are circled in a, in a line around this dance floor watching people dance and i'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah did this happened yeah i dubbed it the party fez yeah the party fez yeah. um congratulations you didn't get rid of it this year yep still have uh, it still have it so that's a plus that's a story you're for one for two time. yeah you're one for two <laughs> uh but so yeah i obviously don't dance so i, I was like no i'm not doing any of that i'll, I'll sit here and watch you know kind of right. move my hips and stuff like that but jace is out there just uh, having a good old time and they, they try to hand me the fez i'd give it to someone else Whatever. Well, later on in the night, this little Capaldi, this little, little what would you say, it was maybe 10, maybe 11? Yeah, Maybe 11, somewhere 12. around there, yeah. He wanted he uh, he wanted me to do the worm with him, and I was like, dude, I haven't done the worm in like 10 years. Yeah. Okay? I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're, we were that kid's age. Yeah, I was like worm. that kid's age when I did the worm, you know? <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh, that's 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> we're old. <laughs> that made it even worse. But... He wanted me to do the worm. I was like, you know what, man? Let's go. I had, a, I had a nice little buzz going. I was like, let's do it. So I do the worm, and of course, I always go big. So I'm like popping up into the air doing the worm and shit like that. And I guess I hit my chin on the floor. Like, you know how you hit your chin on something or you hit your elbow on something? You're like, oh, man, that kind of hurt. But you didn't think anything of it because you were mm-hmm. like, oh, I just, I just hit it a little bit. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I stand up. I give the dude a high five. And some guy goes, dude, you got blood all over your hand. And I went, what the fuck? And it was. There was blood everywhere. I wiped my chin and blood everywhere yeah. like shit so i run to the bathroom real quick i look and there's like gash like nobody's business underneath my chin and i'm like holy crap like it, it could talk if i move my chin that gash could talk yeah and I, it was just gushing out blood and i'm like oh man this is uh this sucks i thought i was gonna have to get stitches on the first day of chicago tardis yeah i didn't even make it one day yeah <laughs> fortunately you didn't have to do that yeah we've got it figured out Thank but it gosh. was it was a super fun night. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Met a lot of cool people. And uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna tell you, you know, you the, this is the point you made, is is that uh, these conventions. I was, about to, I was about to bring that up. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They, everybody is super nice. It's all a, it's one fandom. You know, it's Doctor Who. Yeah. So we all have this shared love. So there's not a single person I think here that you could. 
walk up to and ask a question and they'd go get lost. Yeah, everyone. You would have a twenty minute conversation. Yeah, everyone's nice. Everyone, you know, is they're fans. So we all immediately have a common interest. So you can just start you a just conversation. Start with anybody and you learn things like I, I i was talking to people and a lot of these people like you said yourself or this convention was based a lot around the, the classic right classic who and being a non-classic viewer right uh, other than the city of death that mm -hmm. i watched it's cool to hear these people talk and like mm -hmm. uh, jace would be in the middle of a conversation for 20 30 minutes and i'm just standing there like listening taking in this information because that's right. stuff that i don't I don't yeah, know. there's things I wish I so. could have recorded. Obviously, we were, you know, we were busy, we were doing things. We couldn't record everything, but but I gotta say the audio didn't turn out too too bad for what we used. But down the road, guys, we we we, are, we do have some better equipment coming right. uh, for the Christmas special. We'll have some better audio, um, right, on there. So I, I mean, I guess I'll tell the fans what you know what my plans are. We're both sitting in a room together. This doesn't happen often, so it's good to bring this up now. And we are wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> just thought that should be known yeah. we do have pants on yeah <laughs> um so the plans for the podcast obviously we want to continue to make content for you guys talking about doctor who weekly that's important to me that the show comes out you know once a week mm -hmm. i like and it'll get better eventually we'll have a set day but right now it's just yeah it takes some time to edit some of this stuff sometimes the, the the next plan we're getting better equipment like mm -hmm. Sean said so that we can record uh, better audio make the show even better for you guys Get like Sean right like Sean said as well the next step from that is eventually doing the show live yeah which we'd love to do we'd love to do the sh the show live so that way we can interact with people in real time if you guys wanted to message us and ask us a question while we're recording we can Absolutely, answer yeah, we can it right do it then. right away and and i think that's ultimately where we're going to go down the road i mean we yeah we got some time to go you know we're still fresh into this mm -hmm. but you guys have showed us that this is we're doing something right so yeah. but we really really want you guys' feedback so if you hear a segment like we said before i think we said it two episodes ago if you want, if you hear a segment you don't like, or you want to hear something, or mm -hmm. you have ideas, I mean, if you have an idea for a segment mm -hmm. or something, send this stuff to us. Like, go to the Facebook page, message us. You know, do anything you can, comment on it on the episode uh, as a review. Leave reviews for the episodes. Do whatever you can to let us know what we can do to make this more entertaining and uh, long-lasting for you guys. Because right. my my fear, not really fear, what I don't want to have happen. Is that down the road, y'all get tired of hearing the same things, like the same like Jody comments or the same segments. Right. You know, we want to mix it up for you guys, and mm -hmm. y'all always be enthralled and, and into the episodes that want right. to come out. We and that's another thing is, you know, we I I, I I take a lot of pride in the fact that the show, because it's weekly, we do very varying topics. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, I, I we could very easily do a. Episode, episode every day if we wanted to. Well, that and just do an episode. But those episodes would be 20, commentary. 25 minutes. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, what we do for you guys, we we try to give you the most content we can. There's a Doctor News coming out all the time. There's, you know, so much Doctor Who, fortunately, that yes. we, we are able to do this. You know, getting back to the convention, though, that's that's obviously why we're here. I'm forcing Sean to do the masquerade later. You really are. 
He's not. He's There's not. There's 17 ha- people competing in the masquerade competition. Some of them are groups, and I haven't seen all these people's costumes because I'm one in there and weren't in it. Right. You know, um, the uh, the angel will be in there. Mm-hmm. She will be in there, and that's really really good. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I stand a chance in God's green earth to even make it in the top five. So. Well, I think you still look good though. I think you. Well, thank you, you. I just always look good. Though. <laughs> And if they had a category for best, like, doctor, you'll win. I know they don't have that. Yeah. But if they did, you would win. Maybe not the best costume overall, but best doctor, you, you would nail it. So... It wouldn't even have to be specifically best 12. You could just yeah, be yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, best doctor. Um, you know, talking about Chicago TARDIS, you know, I know we've said that a lot. That's where we are. Um, where? We are in uh, Pennsylvania, Florida. Um... Um, I know that doesn't exist, but that's where we are. <laughs> Pennsylvania, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, talking about Chicago Tartars, we've talked about the people that we've met and how friendly they are. As someone, both of us actually, as people that have been to other conventions, mm-hmm. and for people that maybe haven't gone to any, mm-hmm. or that have been to some of the bigger ones like Dragon Con or San Diego mm-hmm. Comic Con, what are some of your pros and cons so far in the after a day and a half? Of, of being here uh like pros obviously is that everything is like accessible yeah every like it's all it's all pretty close together sometimes conventions have this habit i guess just because they the sheer size of what they're doing separate things like even by buildings so then you're doing you're there's a lot of traveling around yeah. which can eat up the time that you need to see things. To see things. And there's so much going on at conventions sometimes that it's hard, you know, to, to get it all in. I do agree with that. You weren't here. Uh, it, it took you a little bit longer to get here day one. Right. Than I did. So I got to see the opening ceremonies. It's something I really, really agreed with is at this one, like Jace just said, it's, it's a little bit smaller. So there's not multiple hotels to go through. Right. And all that sort of stuff. Because at those uh, conventions like Dragon Con, San Diego Comic Con, you cannot see everything. You no, have it's to, impossible. You have to plan your panels out. You have to plan who you're going to go talk to, who you're going to meet, and you're going to miss something. Yeah. Here, everything is accessible. You can go to every single right. panel, basically, at every time if you really wanted to. Like yeah. the big ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They have like little obscure things. And but for, you can always go to everything here. And for people who have never attended a convention before, typically how these things work is that they have segmented time where you can meet specific guests mm-hmm. Uh, and get their autograph, or take a, they do photo yeah, sessions. photo sessions. And, like you said, because of the way that this one is organized, if you wanted, there's, you know, there's Sylvester McCoy here, there's um, Colin Baker, there's Peter Davison, Nicola Bryant, uh, Sophie Aldred, uh, Nicholas Briggs, Briggs. Yeah. and there's a few others. If you wanted to get their, all their autographs, it's totally possible. You could. It's totally and some awesome. conventions you can't because they hold two of them at the same damn time. Right. And then that, that can be frustrating. You know, it could take you three years to get an entire cast or something. Mm-hmm. And here, if they're here, you can you can potentially get them all because they hold a lot of them at the same time. They'll mm-hmm. do like Sylvester McCoy and then three other people in the same room. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of his companions or something, you know, or just an author, uh, author or something like that. But you can get them all. If you wanted to, which is really really good. So, um, any more? You got any more con or pros? Well, rather? pros. The other pros that I would say is um, that the fans 
here, everyone here, all the attendees, like, super nice. Everyone is accommodating. Every the hotel is that is gorgeous. Very very nice. Very that very lobby. primo. Yeah. So that that's great, and the room rates were great too. There For it to be a host hotel, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, so that was. I guess here's a plug for the the Weston Lombard. Yep, Weston Lombard. Yeah, here so it's in a, Chicago. You're welcome. Yeah, so we just gave you a free plug. It's very great. Um, cons. I would say the one the first con that comes to mind is how they they organize the autograph sessions. And that okay, would be. I agree. That you typically. Did, yeah. Typically, when you go to these conventions, the you don't just walk up to the the guest that you want to meet, like if, if the actor or whatever. They'll have a person with them, an assistant or like a handler, who will you'll interact with them. You'll you know decide what you like want signed and everything, how much that would cost, and then they, you know, they process that for you. Pay you pay with cash or card whatever and then they go okay and then they send you to the guest and then that's what happens here it's completely different here you have to buy an additional ticket you have to buy a ticket for that session mm -hmm. and then the the then you have to wait in a room you have to wait in a room for them to send you to another room and then once you've done that, if you are someone who, let's say, doesn't have access to a phone, or someone who doesn't have internet access on their phone, or someone who just didn't know... So that they needed to go to the registration to buy tickets. Right, didn't know what... You know, you just see a line and go. someone tells you that this line is for Colin Baker autographs, and you go, great, I would like that, and they tell you, well, it's, you know... $45, you go, great, I have $45, I want to do it. No, 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 you can't. You have to go through these these steps to do that. And that but maybe, I have $45. And you're like, hey, I have the money right here in my hand. Give it to Colin. Yeah, like here. Give, give it to his money. handler. Like you Give him the money. And it, 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 The other thing is, is that because of that, like let's say you get in line, you wanted a Colin Baker autograph, and you paid, you went through their method of doing it, and then you go in there, and now we have Peter Davison right next to him, and you didn't know. So now you're like, oh, I would love Peter Davison's autograph as well. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, you can't have it. Well, I will say that, uh, to that note, you're right. It, it was kind of kind kind of, of wonky. I'm using some weird words today. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was a little, little weird uh, because I agree there should be a, a better process for that. Um, if you're... I'm going to use DragonCon as an example because the way they did it this year is different from when you went. Yeah. The way they did it this year is, yeah, you get there three, four hours early or whatever to get the Matt Smith's ticket or, or whoever you're trying to get. You, you get there early. Line, you wait right. in line. It opens up, and you can actually pre-buy tickets mm -hmm. uh, online. Uh, you can pre-buy tickets. Mm -hmm. Or if you got there super early in the morning during registration, you could also pre-buy tickets. If you pre-bought the tickets... They came out and got you and said, who already has a ticket? You go into a separate line, and then everyone else still waiting in that line, they open up ticket sale line to and that, sell it. And then those people buy a ticket and go right to the back of the line. And I get that. And that's a that's a great method. That, that would be way better. I don't have a, necessarily have a problem with 
pre-purchasing a ticket. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I just sell it out. But what I, mean, I don't agree with is that if you, you're right, if, if I buy a ticket for someone and I didn't realize that there's someone else there, if they're there and I go, I have $45, there's no one in their line, can I go give them $45 and get the autograph? And they go, no, you have to go all the way to registration, buy a ticket and come back. That's kind of absurd. Yeah, it, it is. And... I think, I mean, we're not going to sugarcoat it, that these guests are here, you know, to make a living, and I think that it's kind of unfair to them. Now, I don't know if, maybe the reason that the convention is doing this is because they they need a cut. Yeah, because I was about to bring that up. What what bothers me about the autographs here, the pricing for the autographs here, is that there was tax. Oh, that too. Yeah, there were fees. They did it. It wasn't a tax. It It was a straight up. Fee. It was. It was forty five dollars plus a fee, which because they did it on like Eventbrite, you don't go through a third party thing to print off tickets because that third party then needs their cut, right? And then you're gonna want your cut, right. and then the the person that's is signing the auto is signing is gonna get their cut, right? If you knock out that middleman, use like a Dragon Con printed off their own tickets. They had their own tickets made, their own gold mint. You were. You pre-bought. Green right. mean you just bought it. Right. You know, type of thing. You know, do your own tickets because I should not have to get tax mm. on an autograph, which is what I'm considering that fee is tax. I shouldn't be taxed for an autograph. I mean, it wasn't even, like like I said, for... Because uh, Nicholas Briggs, it was a $10 autograph. Plus, it co- like, it cost two, us, it cost 14. Us, yeah, it cost us twelve twenty-four or something like that. Yeah, so... Which I is mean, absurd to me. Maybe they it's have 25%. Reasons. They, maybe they have their reasons for doing that. I don't know. And I'm again, I've had a great time. Yeah, it's a lot the of fun. Convention is fun. That would probably be my only con. You think it was so? just a little bit frustrating. The maybe the only other thing would be that the parties and things that are going on could have more staff promotion i wouldn't even say staff promotion i was gonna say and i'll just kind of segue this into my own little pros and cons of the convention and i'll actually start with cons okay because um, we we're already on that is that the parties like tonight for existence yeah know, i know this i know this episode is going to air air later and we're it, this has already happened but we're going so this to is a, day two this is day so two we're, we're day two right now we're going to a, a karaoke party and you're like oh cool karaoke you know that's gonna be awesome you know people in costume singing whatever yeah yeah no because it's it's only 80s UK songs that you're allowed to sing in karaoke. And to me, you're not going to get anyone up there singing. Because I do don't you? know. Use, let's use me as an example. I don't know any. Yeah. You might know a couple. Yeah. But you're going to have some people sing. But I, I think if you open it up to, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, have a two-hour block of that. And then a two-hour block of anything. And then... Whatever you know what I mean, like just. I don't think that themed parties are a problem. It's just that. Well, Dragon Cons are themed. Yeah. But yeah. they don't. It's just the decorations. Right. The music right. is still whatever. Right. When you when you reduce music to one genre at a party, it usually people get burned out and leave. Yeah, that's true. They want to hear other stuff. So that that's that's one of the cons. Another one for me is the and I know it's not their fault. It's just the type of convention this is. Right. Is the dealer room. That was a, that was kind of a big con to me, and it, it's not. They had some great stuff. I mean, I bought oh, yeah. some stuff, you they, know, but I got some great pixel art, which was amazing. Uh, I'll post a picture. Of, I don't think I put a picture. We on should there, do that. You I'll know what? Well, this is so. 
we're recording this now, saying that we're gonna do it. But it by the time you guys hear this, it'll already be done. Yeah, hopefully. We're gonna take pictures of some of the art that we got. Like I got that first mm. Doctor's post uh, print. I, I got the fourth Doctor pop, the alternate color. Oh, screw you, man. Uh, I got Nicholas Briggs to sign my Dalek pop. That was great. Mm. And then we got, um, or I got a poster as well, a, a Doctor Who poster. Yeah, we'll post all that stuff on there. Uh, mm. it should, by the time you hear this, it should already be on there. But this is just, just reminding ourselves. You were saying about the dealer room? The dealer room, it, like I said, it's like a Dragon Con stuff like that, they have floors of dealers. Because it's, it's everything. Yeah, there's they, a they, lot. they have, because, it, because it's not just one fandom. They can do whatever they want to do. Here, it's all Doctor Who based. I get that. But you got to have some sort of, like, some more variety. Get other people that want to come in. Even if it's not necessarily Doctor Who related. Mm -hmm. If it's, like, cosplay related. Or, like, you know, people selling those swords that you see at conventions. Or just, it doesn't necessarily have to, your dealer room doesn't necessarily have to be all your fandom that you're having the convention for, in my opinion. Because once you go in that dealer room once, You've seen we, you were done. Yeah. You, there was no reason to go into it the rest of the time. If you didn't see anything and you want, you wanted nothing changes... You know, in those bigger conventions, you have floors, so they're, you, you're not going to see everything right. in one day, and they put out new stuff all the time. Here, there was like 20, maybe, vendors, yeah. and some of them were huge, so like the audio Yeah, big finish yeah, stuff. Yeah, big finish was, was the, whole, the whole center. So that was kind of a con. That was a con to me. Um, registration was actually really easy. That's a pro for me. Yeah, very easy. Registration yeah. was definitely easier than some of the conventions I've been to. Really, really simplistic. Uh, they said that registration didn't start till 10, but I got here at 8.30 a.m., and I was able to go right in and, and get my stuff. All right. And so that was really, really simplistic. Uh, another pro, of course, we already said, was the, just the atmosphere. It's all who. Yeah. And people are really nice and really friendly. The staff of the hotel is really nice and really friendly. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really, really good. Uh, most of the, I agree with you mostly on, mostly on all the pros that you, you had there, but the biggest cons for me were the, the dealer room and... Uh, Oh, no, something else I, can, I guess I can kind of throw in there. And it's not their fault. Is a lot of the staff doesn't know where things are. And I don't know if that's because they're just volunteers or if they work for the hotel or, right. or what it is. But if you're going to be working at a convention, if someone goes, hey, I need to go to the masquerade pre-meeting room, where is that? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to kind of lead me in the right direction rather than send me all the way back to the one table at the other end of the hotel mm -hmm. and then have to walk all the way back when I find out where it is. Right. You know what I mean? They need they need some sort of their own pamphlet. You know how we got a pamphlet saying what time slots mm -hmm. or what? They need their own workers one that says the time slots of what the event is and where it's located. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think that, that that would be a good idea. So, I, you know, we're going to wrap this up here. We're, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We, we're we got to finish day two. Yeah, we and still, we'll give you more. But yeah. uh, we're we're you know we're super excited for stuff going on. It was great meeting. You know, all the we met three doctors. Was that was super a lot of crazy. companions. Big finish. I got to I got to personally talk to Sophie Aldred. Yep. That was cool. She did turn us down for an interview, but that's all uh, right. No, yeah. it's, uh, it's okay. But as we've said in previous casts, guys, if you, there are so many of these conventions. They they are they're everywhere. Some of them haven't even been heard of. Right. There, people are trying to get one started. Right. So just look up in around your hometown. It may be an hour, a couple hours drive, maybe three, mm -hmm. four, maybe two, maybe one, mm -hmm. whatever. But look these conventions up. It doesn't necessarily have to be Doctor Who. It can be whatever your, your likes are. 
and go to these things. Mm-hmm. My first one I just went to, and it was great. And then the second one I went to, I cosplayed, and I've cosplayed ever since. And it's, Cosplaying is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it makes you feel good. It, it really does. My ego can get it's like, very much it's bigger. Like, but... It's like being famous without being famous. Yeah, exactly. You're famous for a day. Uh, a great example of that, while we're wrapping up, is there's a Target right across the street here. And I'm talking, what, 100 yards, maybe? Yeah, it's like a football field away. Like a football field away, okay, at, this, at the Weston here. Another plug. Uh, <laughs> Weston Lumbar. Yeah, Weston Lumbar. Uh, <laughs> Send us a check. <laughs> but we went in to get some drinks, I think, maybe a beer or something, like a couple beers or something, and we were in cosplay, we were in our costumes, and we walk in, and we immediately became freaks. Well, I would say, we, yeah, we were just immediately like, who are these guys? Why, Why are, they... are they wearing what they're wearing? In a hundred yards in the opposite direction, we were awesome. Yeah, everyone loved us. <laughs> so, so cosplay's fun. Conventions are a lot of fun. If, Like Sean said, if you see one local to you, definitely head out. We also recommend this one, Chicago TARDIS. It, it, they've been doing it for a while now. I'm sure they'll have one again next year. Come. It was worth it. I drove eight hours, and I... Glad that I didn't miss it. Right. It's a lot of fun, and we're going to start getting ready to, for our next little event. So we're going we're gonna to send it back to you, Future yeah, Jason. We're going to send it back to Future Jason, Sean. Yeah. So you guys do well. You know, end the show great. Don't don't mess it up. You're sexy. Yeah, you're sexy. Um, <laughs> blowing a kiss to you. All right, guys. Oh man, that was so nice of of past Jason Sean to tell us how sexy we were. That was really great, wasn't it? Dude, I have a really sexy voice. <laughs> I'm just saying, like listening to myself is pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> there was there was a uh, our experience so far from day two of Chicago TARDIS. We did uh, do some more stuff after that, like we said, but we we went we did like karaoke. That was fun. Yeah, I went to sell some karaoke stuff, which was good. You know, like I said, we interviewed people. So hopefully y'all enjoyed those interviews, not just mm-hmm. the Jody part of it, but we had some great feedback, just some great questions, how people got into Doctor Who and all sorts of stuff. So hopefully y'all enjoyed that. And thanks mm-hmm. to those that allowed us to get those interviews. Thank you guys very, very much. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And I hopefully next convention that we go to, which I I want to say it's going to be Hulanta, though I don't yeah. know for sure. Unless we can find one to go to beforehand and afford it, I think the next one will be May of May of uh, 2018 in uh, in Atlanta for Hulanta. Yeah. Um, now I will have some interviews for you guys um, when I go to the Christmas special in Atlanta mm-hmm. to watch it in theaters. I'm gonna get some before and after, uh, you know, hopefully some interviews for some people beforehand, what they think, and then maybe some interviews afterwards and and what they thought after the episode's over. So hopefully we'll have some good stuff for you guys about the Christmas special coming here in the next you know month or so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the idea is we're going to uh, start going forward. We're going to have hopefully better recording equipment so that way the, the episode sounds you know, great, the best quality we can produce. Yeah, we're getting there, guys. We're, we're slowly getting better equipment. So thank you guys for at least making the podcast uh you know, at least listening and letting us know that we're right. doing finally a decent job. I mean, if y'all have given us some feedback. I've had yeah. some people message us on Facebook, mm-hmm. and so thank you guys for giving us that feedback. Please continue to do so. We we need this feedback on things to know what we need to 
change and improve or get rid of or anything like that. So what y'all would like to see or hear would be great. So Right, and I guess we'll go ahead and do a shameless plug for the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash podcast. You can message us on there. You can give us suggestions on topics, feedback about the show, what you like, what you don't like. We also have just small little pictures of uh, – we. Well, I say small little. We took a ton of pictures at Chicago TARDIS. You can see you can see uh, Sean's Peter, famous Peter Capaldi cosplay. <laughs> small little story about the Peter Capaldi cosplay, and I'm going to embarrass Sean here. Uh, I'm sure. Go for so it. So we got to the convention. We were the first day we both cosplayed. I was cosplaying as the eleventh Doctor. Now, mind you, mine was not nearly as good as his. The bearded eleventh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and the first day we got there, they had a masquerade, and I think we talked about this in, uh, you know, in the hotel room. I can't remember. But we talked about this earlier, which is that. It was like a masquerade where a costume contest, essentially. And Sean was apprehensive about doing it. I kind of forced him into doing it. That you did. I, I like all the way up to it. I didn't want to do it, you know, because they had different categories and stuff like that. I think they right. gave away like out of like 18 people gave away like eight awards or something like that. Right. And the, they did a best in show, which Sean did not win. There was a, a great cosplay. It was an Alpha Centurion, oh. which was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um. But he did win an award essentially for best. What was the phrasing like? It was it was the uh, the judge's choice for characterization. So I guess represent uh, looking the most like the character. I yeah, looking is. like most like the character that you're representing. And the words they used on stage were literally. It was like this award goes out to Sean Rowland, who is the twelfth Doctor. <laughs> That's what they said exactly. And I, I now looked. to be fair, I don't remember that. Because I had already had plenty of beers that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were... <laughs> These conventions are there are no lack of uh, of alcoholic beverages, <laughs> but Sorry, yeah, guys. it was it was it was really cool. Uh, it was we had fun. a great time. It, it was a the... lot of fun, and uh, and we we've, we've said it a thousand times. Uh, you know, past us said it during our talk of the convention. If you get a chance to go to any convention, any type mm-hmm. of thing that you like, doesn't have to be Doctor Who, anything that you like, and it's close by to you, a couple hours, just go. It doesn't matter if it's small, go to it. You'll see these things. I had people message us on the GBS Facebook page uh, through the messenger there that I right. talked to, and they were like, uh, it was great to see you guys. This was my first convention. It was a lot of fun. You know, y'all were some of the best guests there. Thank you for talking to that me. That was really nice, stuff. too. Yeah, it was really nice, but it's... That will happen. You'll go to one and be like, "Oh man, this was this was awesome." Yeah, I, you'll I, get I the go bug. Yeah, you'll get the bug. Yeah, it's, and then you start cosplaying, and then it's really over after that. Yeah, um, we got well, tons of pictures on the Facebook page. Check it out. And then, uh, like you know, the thing I was talking about going forward is hopefully we're going to start releasing video content. Now it's very much in the developmental stages. We're not going to release too much information about it, just letting you know that we are working on it. We want to bring more content to you guys other than just this. I know this comes out once a week. Um, right. Sometimes we get a little behind, right. but we, you know, because we do unfortunately have to live our adult lives too, which is not fun. I'd rather just sit here and talk uh, about Doctor Who all day. Yeah. If I could just sit here and talk about Doctor Who all day, that'd be great. But we want to bring you guys more content. We're not sure what that really will entail, um, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we got some stuff coming for you guys. Yeah, so just uh, check out the Facebook page. Keep updated on the show. 
Also, head over to OmniFringeRadio.com. You know, this is the home of GBS where you can download the show. Every episode of GBS is available on OmniFringeRadio.com. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, and TuneIn. So, like I said, check all those out. Support your boys. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and end this week's episode. I'm Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're going to hop in our TARDISes, and we will see you guys next week.